from the top. There we go. Yes, Jimmy, take off your top. You are listening to the Give Me Five podcast, episode number 104. See, he does that. It's annoying. See him touching himself. This is the Give Me Five podcast, a semi-entertaining show about very entertaining things. We talk about pop culture, nostalgia, movies, music, and occasionally theme parks. My name is Jimmy, and I am back from taking over the UK. Welcome back, Jimmy. Thank you very much. I am joined by Gangredith Greg. Hello, did you cause any anarchy in the UK? We'll get to that. Yes. And Rotten Rob. What's up? This week we've got HBO's Watchmen, the star-studded Dud, The Dead Don't Die, <laughs> and of Bride D's. of Reanimator. There's a lot of D's in that, Dud, Dead, Don't Die. That's what can you said. do your reviews completely in D words? I can try. Dumb. You dumbass. Oh, man. Dick. <laughs> <laughs> After we get done, we will come up with this week's top five list relating to our topics. Douche. Dingus. <laughs> this is a review show. There's probably going to be spoilers. Dildos. There's probably going to be dildos. <laughs> There's probably going to be dildos. We will try to avoid any major twists. You do not want any major twists in your dildos. No, you do not. <laughs> that that Then you end up on an episode of Sex Sent Me to the ER. <laughs> Being taken uh, care of by Rob. Yep. With more dildos. And then we'll talk about it on the episode. Yes. So if we are talking about something you have not seen yet and are planning on seeing, use your own discretion. Ooh. No. I've got some shame. Now, mind you, this shame was written. <laughs> you, you have a lot of shame. I've got some shame here. <laughs> um, this, of course, was written before Jimmy was back from London. But we're going to shame him anyway. Yay! Shame, Jimmy! Yeah. So last week on the episode, uh, Jimmy said that Stephen King was responsible for writing fried green tomatoes under a pseudonym after eating some spoiled potato salad. He's wrong. That is not true. So to punish Jimmy, Rob's going to have to listen to Rob slowly eat macaroni and cheese directly you, through his headphones. You said Rob's going to have to listen to Rob. Oh, yes. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> Jimmy, that doesn't bother me at all. Me at all. Yeah, yeah. Jimmy is going to have to eat. I to never Rob. said that. You did not say that. You weren't even on the episode, but, you know, we were messing with you while you were gone. Oh, okay. Yeah. I must have missed that part. Yeah. News, anyone? Well... I I don't know if you guys saw it. Uh, I don't because I was I wasn't sure if you guys were watching. I wasn't sure if you guys were watching uh, Monday Night Football. I was watching Monday Night Football. So did you happen to see what aired at halftime of Monday Night Football? Uh, I, I did. I I saw it after the fact. And I gotta admit, I'm. 
I'm such a Star Wars nerd because every time I see these trailers, I get all giddy. I'm like, oh, this looks like it's going to be great. And I get lulled in and suckered in. And then they just punch me in the nads and give me something like Jar Jar. I'm like, yeah. you son of a bitch. <laughs> you know they're going to do it again. I don't think so. This one looked more Rogue One than Episode One. God, I'm hoping because I really want to like it. I really want to like it. And I'm excited from looking at the trailer. I, I will admit I'm excited from looking at the trailer. And Same it here. looks like it will be entertaining. What, what stood out? I, well, I didn't notice it, but you told me about it, and I had to go back and look. Apparently, the ghost makes a cameo, or at yeah. least the ghost-style ship makes a cameo from yeah. Star Wars Rebels. Yeah, It's been in the other movies as well, it, or at least one of the other movies. It was seen parked, but that was more of an Easter egg kind of thing. This, it was front and center. That's uh, from the show, well, yeah, from the show Rebels, which and and wasn't wasn't one of the one of the movies? Didn't they have like in the background over the PA speaker? Somebody said, "Captain Sindella, please report to so and so." Yeah, it was the same movie. I think it was the it was the first of the new three. I think mm. was it was it um, the Force Awakens? I think so. Now, when I'm is sure, Rebels supposed to take place? Is it is Rebels before or after? Star Wars. Uh, Rebels is before Star Wars. Before the first one or before? The, before New Hope. It's before A New Hope. Okay. Correct. Because it's, they did a little bit of the, uh, um, it's actually even before Rogue One. They did a little bit of the stuff where they kind of hinted at like where the the logo came from and that it started off as just a little band of people, probably something with Cassian involved. And, what uh, instrument did he play? Uh, keyboards. The the keyboard. He's that big blue elephant guy that plays that big round keyboard thing. Nice. The, the little band. Yes. But the, you know th- that's just Ed, Captain Sandella must be old as hell by now. But the that was one of the things that stood out. But looking at the trailer, um, I legit thought that that Kylo might have a turn away from the dark side and might end up joining up with Rey. And and facing off against the ghost of the emperor or the emperor's clone or whatever the hell it is that it's going to be. Yeah, but. he does uh, break his uh, Darth Vader shrine. That's the thing that he sees smash. Mm-hmm. And well, yeah. you actually see him and Ray break it in the trailer. Yeah, yeah. There was another thing, and no one has talked about this online. And I think. They, there was the one shot with the really cool floating angular ice asteroid looking thing that looks like planet it, or whatever it is. It looks like it, it could either be reflected in water, but it's not. Um, and then later on, you see a star destroyer breaking out of the ice. If you look really closely at that ice floating in the sky, you can actually see a silhouette of a star destroyer in there. Really? Yeah. Also, hmm. I have way too much time on my hands. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> you know what? You know what the um, the ice asteroid reminded me of. It reminded me of a shot of, like, approaching Asgard that yeah. you see in, like, the Marvel movies. Yeah. It, it really reminded me of, like, approaching Asgard, but, like, a, an iced-over Asgard. Yeah. Okay, I can see that. So that was the, the Star Wars trailer. Yeah, I was, I'm, I'm excited. I'm always excited. I have been let down in the past, as you said. Mm-hmm. If you go naked in the wintertime in Wisconsin, that's what you get. And iced over Asgard? That's correct. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. 
uh, we have other movie news. Uh, Zoe Kravitz got cast as Catwoman in oh, the really? Batman film. Yeah. Okay. So she was in Mad Max Fury Road, Fantastic Beasts, Where to Find Them, uh, Into the Spider-Verse. Obviously, she's Lenny Kravitz's and Lisa Bonet's daughter. Oh, she was mm-hmm. also in Lenny Kravitz's testicles. <laughs> God, we missed you, Jimmy. <laughs> Thank you. I'm, I'm so to proud. How to turn that into a title. I'm so proud. I'm to figure out how to turn that into the into the title of the episode. <laughs> it came from Lenny Kravitz's testicles. There you go. Uh, also, Paul Dano was Tyler cast as the too. Riddler. <laughs> nice. Weird. So, okay. Awesome. Yeah. And Rob, are so, you any more excited about Robert Pattinson as Bruce Wayne? No, not at all. Okay. I, I haven't seen it. Well, I haven't really looked into it, but I haven't seen anything that that I haven't seen anything about the movie with Robert Pattinson. So I was like, nope, not yet. So there's nothing yet for me to get excited about. I'm still like, F Robert Pattinson. <laughs> well, is there, is there any more entertainment news? Because there's about to be something for you to get excited about. Oh, boy. Wow. All right. It's foreboding. Uh, can it be time for Florida Man news? Oh, God. Go for it. <laughs> Go for it. You're sitting on this it, one. Was it, there was a theme song for this, right, Jimmy? Anyone? Someone? Uh, with weird shit in Florida, and it yeah, went a little something like this. Doom, doom, doom. Weird shit. Weird shit in Florida. Weird shit. That's not how it went, but that's uh I think the theme song out. changes every week. <laughs> yeah, it does. Yeah. Okay, well, have you guys been to Target recently? Yes. Have you noticed they put in the new Disney section? I did not. So now, like, uh, right right when you walk in the door where they used mm-hmm. to have, like, CDs and video games and stuff like that, it's now a big Disney section where it's going to be Disney furniture, Disney stuff from whatever happens to be coming out. Okay. So, in this case, the next movie is Frozen 2. And it was really cool. It was kind of exciting to see. So I was excited about that. But I was not as excited as uh, Cody Meter. All right, Cody. Oh, St. Peter. Good job, Cody. Of St. Petersburg. Uh, he went into Target, and he has been, now been arrested for having sex with a stuffed Olaf snowman toy in front of horrified shoppers. <laughs> Man, if that's your kink, then you you deserve Holy to be in the clink. shit. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Wow. He was detained on Tuesday afternoon. Okay. Just uh, October 24th, I guess. Whenever they... Just a few days ago. Wow. When eyewitnesses saw him dry humping the large snowman toy from Disney's Frozen at the store in St. Petersburg. After they, I'm going to say yank, but I hate saying yank in front of Rob when talking about this. But they yanked the toy away from him. Yeah, and he then entered the toy department. So he left the Disney section and decided to f- do exactly the same thing, this time with a large stuffed unicorn toy. Oh, boy. Like Deadpool! Was this part of some YouTube prank show? Is he I one of these know. idiots on YouTube or something? Or he looks possible. Uh, Let me click. No, he. Yeah, he looks more furry. <laughs> <He's>, <laughs> he looks, he looks, he looks furry. <laughs> 
He looks like maybe a member of the Almond Brothers on like the last day of their tour. <laughs> like wow. a th- two-year tour. But anyway, uh, they saw oh, yeah. the, he lay the stuffed Olaf toy on the floor around 2 p.m. In, at a store in Pinellas Park. He did ejaculate on the toy, so somehow he finished. Yep, just, just read that part. And then put it back on the shelf before seeking out a large unicorn stuffed animal, which he also ejaculated. Wow, he has some <laughs> power. That's that, actually impressive. I'm that not is even some, mad anymore. That is some nice recharge time, boy. I'll tell you what. Well, he was charged with indecent ah, exposure and criminal mischief in 2015. So, um, not the uh, not the first time Mr. Uh, Cody Mater um, has been in trouble there? for doing some weird shit. I, he looks like he might have some. He did, And admit, by some, like, a lot. He did admit to nutting on the toy. <laughs> His words, not mine. Oh, nice. Jesus. So... Oh, Greg's got his unicorn. Uh, put that away, please. <laughs> it's so fluffy, I think I'm going to die. Yeah, for the, the listeners out there that didn't happen to catch part of our last episode, our our previous episode, we did switch the way we record, so now at least two of us can see each other. I so purposely we... do not have a webcam. Yeah, Jimmy does this record. Is, this is my last night to be nude. Jimmy records with only just two little nipple pasties. It, yep. it does not need to be your last night. So. Last night without a camera. So are, are we done with Mr. Cody Meter? Oh, I hope so. And I hope Rob is done doing that as well. Yeah. <laughs> okay. This is going to be so much fun. <laughs> J- Jimmy? Yes, sir. You were so offended by the dead don't die that I believe you texted us from England. There might have actually been charges on your cell phone, Bill, because you hated the movie so much. Bill? Bill Murray? Yes. No idea why he was in that. So, yeah, on the way over to London, we had a uh, a red eye, red eye flight, and... Slipping through, let's see, we flew Virgin. They had the little TV sets in the back of the, the seats and a rather impressive movie selection. And instead of, oh, I don't know, a couple other movies, I said, I guess I'll watch The Dead Don't Die because we talked about it. Uh, mm-hmm. Rob, I believe you. Even I said, said I was interested in seeing it, yeah. Right. And then I think it came out that it was really disappointing. But, you know, I thought I'd, I'd give it a go with the, the star power that it had. Mm-hmm. Um, had Tom Waits, Bill Murray, Adam Driver, the aforementioned uh, Kylo Ren, Danny Glover, Chloe Savini, Steve Buscemi, Tilda Swinton, Iggy Pop, the RZA from the Wu-Tang Clan, and Selena Gomez, etc. God. Um, how could it go wrong? Right? With, with yeah, it's... all of those people. Well... Andy Warhol, impersonator Jim Jarmusch, uh, if you Google him, you'll you'll know what I mean. Uh, he's also managed... good, normally, Whoa. in the past. Wow, well, he managed to, to fart out this zombie movie <laughs> um, that just, it, it relies... Uh... So the the title of the movie is called The Dead Don't Die, and The Dead Don't Die is a song by Sturgill Simpson 
folk country star or something like that. Um, Sturgill. And they freaking remind you. He reminds you why the movie is called that every 30 seconds in the film. It seems like every time they're playing it or somebody goes, oh, hey, I love that song, The Dead Don't Die by Sturgill Simpson. They always say it like that. Oh, it's The Dead Don't Die by Sturgill Simpson. Like it's some joke. But it's, but it's really not, not funny. Right. It's not funny at all. Um, the movie, it, it tries to be some sort of social commentary, but it's like social commentary for some from somebody who's so completely out of touch. Um, the zombies are uh, drawn to things that they used in their previous lives. So there's this one scene with zombies walking around and they're all going, uh, like, they're legitimately saying, uh, text message. And the other one's like, uh, Facebook. It's just really dumb. Uh, the I'm going to spoil it because I don't think anybody should see it. Um, <laughs> the zombie outbreak apocalypse, whatever you want to call it, is caused by, is caused by, quote, polar fracking, um, which was... Fracking was kind of funny, like, six, seven years ago. Because nobody really knew what it was, and they were like, oh, fracking, it's ruining everything. But on all the TVs everywhere, it's like, oh, polar fracking, polar fracking. And it causes the dead to be reanimated. Um, the funniest joke in the movie is when the RZA goes to drop off a package. And he's working for Woo P.S. <laughs> Wu Tang UPS. Yes. yes. Uh, that was the funniest joke in the movie. Otherwise, it was just so much repeated stuff. There's this, a character they always call him Frodo, and it it's just like okay, like it's it's one of those things where somebody tells a joke and you don't hear it, and then they tell it again and you hear it and you don't react because it's not funny at all, and then they say it again and again. And again, and it never gets any funnier. That's the entirety of this film. The funniest thing I told you about already happened. There is a, a slight nod to Star Wars and Adam Driver. Somebody hands him a, uh, a Star Destroyer keychain at some point. <laughs> and he's like, oh, Star Wars. And it's just dumb. It's It's really, really dumb. I hated it. I absolutely hated it. I wanted to love it. Um, it had Iggy Pop in there, and that looked to be kind of a funny setup, but it's um, it's just awful. Uh, Larry Fessenden from the movie Your Next, which I've talked about frequently, was in it. Uh, side the guy note, from Your, the, the Your no, sequel, Your Next. That's the sequel to Your, right? Uh, that's the next Your. Uh, I tried. But he is in it. He uh, he's he's pretty good. He's kind of funny. Like a uh, side note, right now you can buy a combo pack of scary stories to tell to tell scary stories to tell in the dark combo pack with your next right now at Walmart. So if you catch anything from this review, then go out and buy a good movie at Walmart. 
don't waste your time on this one. It's a hollow movie that can't cash in on star power because hmm. nobody in the movie was funny. Nobody looked like they were interested in being there. It felt like they all owed Jim Jarmusch a favor. So they just showed up and filmed this movie over a couple of days. Uh, the reason awful. I said Jim Jarmusch was good was yeah. because he did Ghost Dog. <clears throat> well, I hate him. <laughs> <laughs> and he sucks. So um, if he's listening to excellent. this, uh, please don't make any more films. Uh, Ever. Um, delete all your, your fancy Hollywood friends out of your phone and uh, just go away with your giant pile of money and, and never uh, come back again. This reminds me a lot, just the way you're describing it. Mm-hmm. Reminds me of that movie, Movie Forty Three. Remember that one? It had like wasn't a that, million. It was that? like a skit movie. Oh yeah, yeah. directed like, by the guy from Slapshot. Maybe I think it I had, hated that one too. It had the big the one the thing in the trailer was uh, Liev Schreiber and Naomi Watts like bullying their child because he was homeschooled. Mm-hmm. So they were like bullying their own kid, which was actually funny. Um, and it had everyone like Elizabeth Banks and all that stuff, and uh, Hugh Jackman and Chloe Grace Moretz and Chris Pratt and all these people. And it was all the funny stuff. The one funny line was like in the trailer. Like, how yeah, did this happened. This this was just dumb. Tilda Swinton is a she's the new town. Um, what do you up? Uh, what do you call it? Pathologist. The person who does the autopsies. Oh. Medical examiner. Coroner. Medical examiner. Choreographer. Yes, the new dance choreographer of the town. She's just this weird kind of foreign person, and she turns out to be an alien. Um, Hence the foreign. It's just dumb. Okay. I've not hated a movie this much. In the the past few years, it's. Really, I really I don't know. I think that may be a lie. Oh, the mummy. No, I I seem I to remember that. you being very mad that you had to watch several Krampus movies. I wouldn't put those in the same category. Yeah, those, those were didn't. awful. <laughs> they were man i uh, i want to punch greg in the face all over again we're wanna, fast approaching christmas again and i'm sure there's more i want to bloody your face you're not getting any presents from santa this that's year. okay gonna, you can't all fire coming me now. Krampus. true i couldn't mm-hmm. fire you before damn it there's so much paperwork involved it was just just couldn't do it yeah you tried I'm you sure. should have made him fire you make him do the paperwork but there you go we're... Yeah, if you're ever on a plane and you don't have anywhere else to go, um, watch something else. I don't, I don't know. Read a book again. Slit your wrists before you watch this movie. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm going to talk about The Watchmen, which surprised me and, it, like, randomly yeah. appeared on HBO. Yeah, it sure did. I knew it was coming, but... I never saw any on-set pictures or anything mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. So I just thought that it was coming eventually. And it Then it up. was here. Yeah, last week. One ep- I've only seen one episode. I'm not going to give you guys too much of the story because this is actually created by Damon Lindelof. Well, it's created by Air, um, Alan Moore and... Oh, God, I did not write down the artist's name. 
but he's awesome, and I'm Andy Warhol. Not that artist. Can someone look up the artist for the Watchmen? Uh, Dave Gibbons. There we go. Yeah, Wayne's World. Yes. Okay. Dana Carvey. Damon uh, Damon Lindelof is (laughs) he is the other half of uh, the team that brought you Lost with J.J. Abrams. That shit sucked. Start off. I never watched it. It was awful. So. It does have a little bit of mystery now. It's it's very interesting. It, it you don't have to have seen the Watchmen movie. You don't you don't need to watch or read the book. It helps a little bit tonally, but it's more adjacent to it. If not, I don't even know if it's taking place in the same world. Mm-hmm. Although Watchmen took place in 1986, like the book took place in 86. This mm-hmm. actually takes place in current times, but it's kind of it's current times where things are slightly different. Um, like it almost reminded me of oh shoot, uh, it follows where it's supposed okay. to kind of be current times, but there's like technology that they don't make a big deal of, but it doesn't really exist. Mm-hmm. But anyway, um, although, otherwise the movie would fall apart and not work. <laughs> uh, well, the eh, maybe <laughs> it's just that little. I'm talking about that little like phone thing that she had. But anyway. Uh, it actually does take place. It starts showing a a massacre, the the Oklahoma massacre, the Tulsa Oklahoma massacre, massacre of nineteen twenty one, which I had no idea was was a thing. Hmm. Yeah, I've never heard of that either. Nope. So I saw it and I was like, "Holy crap, this is pretty harsh." And then I looked, and it the stuff they put on the screen was real. Let's see. So basically, what happened was a a. In Tulsa, Oklahoma, there was a town in Tulsa called or an area called Greenwood, and it was called the Black Wall Street. It's where there was a ton of oil money in Tulsa, mm-hmm. and African Americans got super wealthy, and they had there was like millionaires, and it was the richest black area in the entire country. But of course, there's still segregation, and there was a a black kid that was uh shining shoes he needed to use the restroom he rode up in an elevator with a white woman the elevator jolted and he bumped into her um she freaked out they decided to lynch him this is right after world war one so everyone was armed with their weapons that they fought because um particularly the black community so they went to they basically protected them and a much larger mob of white people basically killed 300 people and, Jesus Christ! Yeah, yeah. Um, holy shit. To this day, it's the only mainland city that's ever been bombed from the air mm-hmm. in the United States because really? they, the farmers had dynamite and they had biplanes, and they were actually bombing the they bombed the black city out of existence by dropping dynamite. So there's all these stories of these like why are these buildings burning down from the top? And they realized that these airplanes that were flying over that they thought were news or just farmers trying to get a better look were actually dropping dynamite onto onto buildings. Um, so it starts off there. It has it is very harsh. Uh, family basically sticks their kid in a box like on the back of an old car, drives off, or says goodbye to the kid, and then one of the explosions happens and it kind of flips the car, and the kid is basically left out in the field they don't explain why they showed that but there's a pretty good chance that that kid becomes someone later on in the movie 
mm-hmm. or in the show. Um, but anyway, so it goes from there to present day. It's a very interesting world because the police all are wearing masks, like halfway up their face. And because the police are so disliked that if people find out who they are, then their families end up in danger. So the police are kind of like the superheroes, at least on the that front. Mm-hmm. So you see a guy get pulled over. You don't realize the police are wearing masks yet. The guy, you know, the police officer walks up to the window and is like, okay, uh, you know, miss your license registration. Then you realize that he's got a mask on. When the guy reaches for his license and registration, he's a, he's a white man, the guy in the car. And he's like, okay, officer, I'm really sorry. Let me get my stuff. When he opens it up, you see a Rorschach mask in there. Um, Rorschach, if you don't know, Watchmen is a, a vigilante type character in Watchmen who's kind of a disgusting mm-hmm. gross black or white creature like you either follow the law or you don't you know if you jaywalk you didn't follow the law you have to get your ass kicked or die he was made as a not so nice character but people that love the Watchmen love that character so he kind of became a little bit of a like a the person that created it created it for one reason and people like him for a different reason including oddly enough Ted Cruz which I found very weird <laughs> that Ted Cruz even knew who he was he said it in one of his like interviews back in the day that it was his favorite comic character or something. Really? Wow. Anyway, um, so he, uh, so you see this whole thing and you're like, okay, where where are they going with this? Um, the police officer goes back to his car and it reveals one thing or two things: one that the mask thing, two that the police's we- the police weapons are locked down by the captain. So his gun is in the car and he's like, he's like, I think I have a problem here. It's one of the Rorschach guys. Could you please unlock my gun? So he's, mm-hmm. like, trying to pull it out. Like, nope, try it again. Try to pull it out. And you're like, you know what's going to happen. He's like, please, please unlock it, unlock it, unlock it. And the second it gets unlocked, of course, he gets lit up, and he dies. And that's kind of the opening. And from there, you're, like, it's just, it's a very interesting world to play around in. Uh, these The, the Rorschach people are, are m- most likely the bad guys. They are kind of acting as KKK members. Hmm. Um, there are superheroes who I believe from what I've seen are uh, ex-cops the the main character they followed was um, she what is her name I wrote it down uh, Regina King do you know her I know her from she was the daughter I, on 227 I know the name yeah she was the daughter on 227 uh, she was the wife and enemy of the state she just won an academy award but I know you guys don't watch that but you know her and you actually know her voice but she's like an ex-cop but she's still kind of working with the police, but as a superhero or a hero, she's basically the one that does all the dirty work with a mask on and the police kind of scrub their hands of it. So, hmm. uh, Don Johnson's in it. He's the, he's the chief, uh, Jeremy Irons is in it. Uh, Tim Blake Nelson, Tim Blake Nelson is actually funny. Cause he is like, he always, he's from Tulsa. So he's perfectly cast. He always gets cast as a hick. Mm-hmm. And when they interview him, they're like, "Oh yeah, you must be happy you're playing yourself." And he's like, "I am the world's most Jewish person." He's like, "I am. I was born in Tulsa, but like, my everyone like I was just grew up super Jewish, and they always cast me as like redneck number seven. <laughs> but that was kind of funny. <laughs> hmm. But I was very wary of this. For most comic nerds like myself, The Watchman has a sort of a uh, holy text idea to it. Mm. You know, it's okay. Watchmen, 
Dark Knight Returns. But it's uh, hard to get through with the Bible. It's it's a tough read if you read all the pirate stuff. You know what is it like? Yeah, there's like Dark Knight Returns, Watchmen. Those are the two big ones that people talk about. And people were always very annoyed whenever they tried to mess with it. And part of it was because Alan Moore, who wrote it, hates every other version of it and basically is like, this is what my story was. You don't get a chance to play with it anymore. But that's not the contract he signed. And he's just kind of a surly, like, British dude. Yeah. Um, This really takes the tone of the original, and it works with the artist who was a party of writing the story as well, the original story. And this story. So it's not like Alan Moore owns sole production rights to it. To the artist, Dave Gibbons, also has the ability to do stuff. And this is a really good story. I'm very interested to see where this goes. Um, I started watching it, and it was an hour. I was kind of tired, and it seemed like I was watching it for ten minutes because it went so fast. Mm. So I will highly suggest that. It's the opposite of The Dead Don't Die. Nice. It's good. Uh, if you Google Alan Moore, he looks a bit like uh, Ra Ra Rasputin. Uh, yes, uh, uh, Russian queen. Uh, mixed with a little bit of uh, Cody Meter, twenty <laughs> of Pinellas County, Florida. Greg, Greg is stripping. Took his belt off. Yeah, forgot my fan was on. Couldn't even notice. We didn't hear it. You may as well stay comfortable. So, gentlemen, our next topic, Pride of Reanimator. You guys actually (laughs) saw this together, and I am very, very interested. Being a fan of Reanimator and having not seen Bride of Reanimator. I am so happy that you've seen Reanimator because this I have not. I have not either. (laughs) Really? So, let's we'll, we'll tell a little bit of story to our listeners out there. Rob and I on, was it Saturday night? Friday night? Uh, some night I was in bed. Yes. Friday night. It was Friday night. Friday night. We went to see Aaron and Matt, who we mm-hmm. just interviewed. And if you look one episode behind this one, you'll see the interview. And they played a little bit of a gig at a coffee shop in Orlando. And we were kind of hanging out out there. And I'm like, well, you know, the Enzians theater we've talked about before is right around the corner. Let's see what they're doing for Halloween. And it turned out they were playing... Ride of the Reanimator. Mm. Like that starts in an hour and a half. Let's go. Hell yeah, let's, let's do it. Movie. Yeah, so we went to see a midnight movie. We should not have at the theater. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, it was fun. Rob bought and, me a drink. It had terrible. two floating gummy eyeballs in it. It did. It was delicious, actually. The drink actually was it. pretty good. It was, a, it was called like a zombie something. Mm-hmm. And so we saw the movie. I had – we had some people that, what, like, ended Killer up Killer Zombie. That was what it was called. Killer Zombie. Killer Zombie, zombie yeah. We had some people that, like, kind of joined us at our table, and they were – they one of them asked if we had ever seen Reanimator, and they were joking, saying, well, how are we ever going to catch on to the the intricate plot points of Bride of the Reanimator? But, yeah, it came on, and it was – I had no – I literally knew nothing about it. Neither did I. The only thing I knew about it was the score, because I had it on some random like horror score thing. So we went in blind. So as we talk about this, Jimmy, you can pop in and be like, oh, that's from Reanimator. I'll try. It's been a really long time ago. Uh, 
I, I think the last time I actually saw Reanimator, my brother and I had rented it from a Videorama. <laughs> tell you uh, how long ago that was. Yeah. yeah, that totally sounds like a made-up video store name. Oh yep. no, it's Videorama. Yep. Yeah, Just no, I know. There's yep. trouble down at the Videorama. Bride of Reanimator came out on September eighth, nineteen ninety. Mm-hmm. The first thing that surprised me about this movie is the opening credits where it said based on an H.P. Lovecraft story. I was like, wait, really? <laughs> this is going to be really racist. For real? Yeah. <laughs> it might not be good, but it's going to be racist. Yeah. Starring Jeffrey Combs, Bruce Abbott, Claude Earl Jones. No relation whatsoever to James Earl Jones. I was kind of hoping there was. Yeah, that's a shame. Yeah. Also, he's a white guy. Uh-huh. Uh, Fabiana Udenio. Who yes. is the only person I actually recognized in the entire thing? Because she is from what, Greg? I was trying to. You had to jump. I was, I was about to look that up when someone else was talking, but now you've ruined everything. I have. What was else she was? Was she in? Oh, oh she I was thought, in. Wasn't she, she was, the the chick from summer school? Yeah, she. Well, yeah, she was in summer school, but she was also in something else that was a little more famous. Austin Powers. Oh. Yes, she was. She was a lot of vagina. <laughs> sure was. Yeah, she was. <laughs> yeah, that's what it was. <laughs> like, where did I know her from? But yeah, she was the foreign exchange student in summer school that I believe led to a question. And so, Reanimator. Basically, I guess something happens in Reanimator where there's a slaughter in a hospital. Is that correct, Jimmy? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Don't remember. Excellent. Excellent. So the one one of the very interesting things about this movie, there was movie, a face and like half a head floating around. I that was that, that might have been Bride of the Reanimator because that was actually happening. That happens at the beginning of Bride of the Reanimator. I think it was borrowed, like like for a wedding, something yes. borrowed something blue. That's what I'm gonna. <laughs> yeah. One of the one of the things I found actually interesting about this movie is they. They sort of showed a little bit of the repercussions of one of these, like, psycho killer freakouts by having what could only be shown as a, I guess, a, an evidence locker. There we go. The first thing I thought was really interesting was that the they had almost souvenirs from the mm. first movie. Mm-hmm. And it was basically an evidence locker in the bottom of a hospital where they had bits of bodies from something that happened eight months ago and other weapons and random things, like a heart. So, Rob, uh, first of all, do hospitals have evidence lockers? Really? In security? Um... Like, we, we have to maintain things like chain of custody, especially with, like, bullets when people get shot if they're evidence and stuff like that. So we have to maintain chain of custody. So I think there's, like, some kind of uh, security protocol. There's probably, like, some kind of safe or something that they keep stuff in. Or, you should leave the door open one night. Yeah, if there's ever, like, a super yeah. sweet – if there's ever, like, a super sweet knife you pull out of a vagrant, you should be like, well, no, if no one's going to claim that, I'll take it. Well, I, I – I don't leave my knives behind. I, I mean, uh, yeah, you're smart. You're smart. <laughs> if it has like a bone handle and an ivory blade, then you might not want to fucking touch it. Yeah. 
Stop if the, the leather, like the leather wrapped around the handle, looks a little bit like human skin. Nice. Maybe there's like some nipples on it or something. Necronama dagger. Yes. The ne- necronipple dagger. <laughs> we already have a title for this episode. Come on. So <laughs> it came from Letty Kravitz testicles. <laughs> <laughs> Oh God! <laughs> so, I guess the first we really the, we should have known what we we're going to get into with this movie. The first thing that you see on screen is this floating head screaming angrily in a dark room. Well, they made it; it was a dark room because it was made to look mm-hmm. like it was floating. Mm-hmm. Screaming angrily about getting revenge. You did this to me. And apparently, that guy was Doctor Hill, uh, who Jimmy doesn't remember at all. So, Jimmy, tell me all about Doctor Hill from Reanimator. Uh, he sells propane and propane accessories. And well apparently played, he Thank you. Well played. got caught up in something that happened in Reanimator. This is very informative. We're not, definitely not spoiling Reanimator. I, I feel like, just from watching the movie, that Hill was probably a intellectual rival for... Yes. The, the main character and was probably a naysayer and ended up getting caught up and getting killed as a result of his being an adversary for the... I don't even remember the doctor's name. What the hell West. was his name? West was the Doc- Louisa okay. guy. God, he was such an annoying little shit, wasn't he? Yeah. Mm-hmm. God. So apparently eight months later, these guys went from Arkham Hospital or the hospital where all of the stuff happened in Reanimator to a civil war in Peru. Or they were they, fighting the Joker. Naturally. Yes. And they were doing that so that they could get lots and lots of bodies to reanimate. And at some point, a bunch of soldiers storm the tent. And then they all of a sudden end up back in the hospital again. Yeah, I have no idea what the hell that was. <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. Like, there's no running nice. away. There's no... That's where like they, a, meant the French, they met the French girl. Yeah. That, that was the whole point of them being in Peru, was they met the French girl... Um, Italian. Volunteer or what? Or Italian. They met the Italian girl volunteer. That's what it was. Mm-hmm. Who then fact. ended up magically applying at their hospital. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, what? So they end up back in this hospital that we were like, okay, well, I didn't know how far the, like, the time had gone. And they also end up in this really kind of creepy old house slash mortuary that has a really nice feature. It is attached to a graveyard so close that you can knock out one of the brick walls and just go get bodies whenever you want. Yeah, reanimate shit. Why not? What the hell? What could go wrong? That seems like a great idea. And they, like, they don't really show up, but they they're already at this point using that hole in the wall to basically <laughs> to, to like <laughs> throw away trash. Okay. No, 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 no. Not, not the not, same way that Greg uses holes in the wall. We're not talking cemetery glory hole here. <laughs> Look, ever uh, since I got my stuffed Olaf doll, I don't do that anymore. Yeah, and I've got the unicorn, so I'm good. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, there's, like, this brick hole in their basement that they can, like, get bodies. And I guess whenever one of his experiments doesn't work, they just kind of toss it back in there. And then they pull a cabinet in front of it. So, that. And then they sort of introduce you to what they're doing. And that involves a – there's a pet cat, if I remember correctly correct i believe that they reanimate a pet cat yes yeah yes that's what they do if i i don't i don't even remember the pet cat 
I don't even remember the pet cat. I remember the creepy police guy who was always nosing around, even though he had, like, no warrant or anything. He lets himself in, and I'm like, what the fuck I is think going on? Greg was watching Pet Cemetery because he, he just couldn't stand to watch Bride of Reanimator. I was, yeah, I was watching, it on, watching it on your phone. And the, the and, police officer was actually kind of interesting because we had no idea who he was, so I th- sort of thought he was the hero from the previous movie. But then you find out he's not so much of a hero. Yeah, because he killed his wife. Yeah, and she gets reanimated. <laughs> and that's why he's pissed. <laughs> yeah, so she's not pissed that, that she died in the first movie. He's pissed. Oh, that's what it is. He's pissed because they were the only two, the, the two scientists or doctors were the only ones that survived the Miskatonic Massacre, as it's called. Mm-hmm. And he's mad that they're, that his formerly dead wife is now up and wandering around and could possibly tell people that that she was killed by him. He was like, it was an accident, which I thought was actually sort of kind of an interesting aspect because didn't, you didn't really know that until about 45 minutes into the movie. Uh, and then it just went to shit. Speak for yourself, you son of a... Uh, let's let's <laughs> talk about the special effects. Sounds like Greg really liked this movie. Uh, I enjoyed the experience of the movie. I enjoyed going to the Enzian and sitting there and watching a terrible movie with a friend. Yeah, it's always a good Th- that's time. that's what I, that's what I'm getting at. But, but Rob, that's about it. But Rob apparently <laughs> the, didn't feel the same way. No, I totally. I just <laughs> said I enjoyed going to the theater and watching this movie with a friend. Yeah. But the movie was garbage. If I, I had, it, if I was searching around on Shutter late at night and was like, "Oh, I've never seen this," and hit play, I most likely would have stopped it soon thereafter. Yes, it but was. Be, it was not Robo Vampire Bat. That is its own level of hell, yeah. and I would not wish that on anybody to have to sit through that piece of crap. It was but, bad, and I want to watch it with friend. Bad, not bad. I want to sit alone in my house watch it. Correct. Correct. It was a movie that was just that was just good enough to be enjoyable to watch as a bad movie with a friend. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, yeah. So the special effects here, I, I have got to talk about the bat because I think I laughed harder at the bat than any other <laughs> movie, and I don't know why. So they're testing this neon green stuff, which very much was very clearly the in the inner guts of those glow sticks that you give kids to walk around with on Halloween. And and very much resembled the ooze from TMNT. Yeah, yeah. A little more liquidy, but yeah. Just glow stick stuff. And they've got this bat that's way larger, way faker than any other bat. And the guy, like, I guess he, he it was dead, right? Yeah, it was dead. And it was it was actually the, the medical examiner who brought it back to life. Mm-hmm. With this stuff. And Very he injected quickly. it, and then it came to life, flew around the room, and started humping his face. Yep. <laughs> and then he's so he cuts off the wings of the bat, which we're like, okay, this is definitely going to have something to do with the later movie later on. He cuts off the wings of the bat, and like it's just it's sort of horrifying, but the bat looks so fake that it's not horrifying at all, and it's making this like these pain screams. But you're like, this is clearly a Halloween decoration. Mm-hmm. He's cutting. And then you kind of forget about the bat, and then our severed head friend from the beginning of the movie needs to be shows get, up. Needs to be able to get around, and he commands one of the scientists, uh, I think the weaselly one, to sew the bat wings onto the back of his head. 
Right, but but he also he also ended up with um like like telepathic powers where he could communicate with all of the things that had been killed and reanimated. Yes. And he could like control them like some kind of, you know, wicked evil genius head. Mm-hmm. Like some gorilla grod head or something. In a way, this feels like this movie was written backwards. Where they're like, okay, let, we need an easy way to kill this weird, cra- crazy cop that killed his wife. Uh, okay, so let's earlier in the movie show this chemical that can give people cardiac arrest right away. Okay, cool. <laughs> and we want this head to be able to move around because it's just a head. What do we do? Maybe a bat should throw up, like, randomly. Oh, you know what yeah. would be cool? Yeah. Let's just sew wings on it and then it can just fly around. And we need to show how this actually works. So maybe someone makes like a little eyeball creature out of some, out of three fingers and an eyeball that runs around, and it's actually kind of adorable. And then it gets squished. <laughs> and it gets squished by a girl on their first date. Yeah, I feel Jimmy's very confused about this movie. Yeah, I have no idea what's going on right now. Yes, it, it, neither it, do we. Neither neither did we. That's cool. <laughs> it man. was like what the. What is this? And and the one guy who was like complicit with it, but didn't want to do was, it. He and... was dreamy. He was so there was the the little nerdy guy who sort of reminded me of a psychotic uh, the neighbor from Ghostbusters, the Rick Moranis character. Yeah, except a lot more weaselly. Yeah, and then the other doctor was like super handsome. There's this dreamy guy who had just lost the love of his life, but is immediately hitting on. Francesca, the Italian <laughs> doctor that they he met gets in over Peru. shit quick, man. Yeah, and she just died very violently. I think from like a bunch of like reanimated corpses. But yeah, you know whatever. And his buddy is talking about her a lot because he found her heart in that evidence locker that apparently exists, and is going to make like a Frankenstein reanimated character or creature so that this guy Kane is his name can be happy again but he's already moved on so he's he's a little torn but it does lead to a lovely uh, reanimated corpse cat fight which is kind of nice yeah where francesca and meg yeah and he you know he pieces he also grabs the head of like a uh, a recent patient who dies at the at the hospital that kane was kind of infatuated with you know, he he, had mo- he he moves on very quickly because he moved on from the girl who died to this other girl who was super sick, and then she and dies. He was, like, holding her in the bed. Like, yeah, and then like... he moves on to the to the Italian girl. So it was like, dude, really? But she dies, and the Weasley guy cuts her head off. What? He decides to make that the Frankenstein head. Yeah. Good uh, idea, dude. And even the science there is messed up because they're like, well, it's going to be Meg because it's going to have Meg's heart. The brain is probably more important to making it Meg. Just saying. Yeah. There. So basically, everything goes to shit in the house. We end up with lots of bodies go, moving around. There's the cat fight that I mentioned, where wherein Meg gets sw- uh, denied by our handsome doctor. So he rips. She rips her own heart out of, of her course. zombie Frankenstein chest. Mm-hmm. And, and then also, he says that it's tissue rejection. And I'm yeah. like, no, she just ripped her friggin' heart out. That's why she's falling apart. But whatever. What do I know? I'm not a nerd scientist. I'm starting to think that these doctors aren't good. They might not be licensed. <laughs> you don't say. Yeah, I'm just starting to think that that might be the case. 
And the dialogue is just total shit. It's garbage. Especially the little nerdy science guy. Everything he says is so melodramatic. And he's just... (laughs) It was very late 80s, early 90s horror movie. There is one another interesting part where they they decide to go into the crypt, which I had kind of forgotten about the little the, the hole in the wall. And no, you didn't. <laughs> I told you I have my Olaf toy. I forgot. And then it turns into like a scene from Toy Story, where like all of Sid's creatures <laughs> totally did. are like come towards him. So it's almost like when Woody ends up under the bed, and all of these like messed up body parts, like a foot with an arm attached, is like hopping by and whatever. And it's, like, actually kind of a fun scene. Everything is stop-motion animated, including the bat we talked about earlier. It's, like, it's funny. But it lasts about one second because the the flying bat head doctor is like, stop. And they stop. I'm like, man, I wanted to see the doctor get killed by his creations. I wanted to see that hand foot plant itself in the guy's ass. Right? Like, it was. It would have been perfect. Like, it's. Yeah. it would have been the Frankenstein moment where this, the monster kills Doctor. Frankenstein and it would have been great and it didn't happen and basically everyone gets in there gets squished by stuff falling down yeah the the crypt that they're in basically collapses yeah and squishes everybody and then we have this this weird like Ace Ventura moment where he births himself out of the rhino's ass where the guy climbs up out of the uh out of the ground like a friggin' daisy just pops up pulls himself out of a grave basically it pulls the french the francesca right doing it am i just remembering it wrong or did you remember as he was coming out him doing the and then he reaches down and pulls her out and he's yelling the whole time pulling her out that might have happened or it could have been the nachos i ate that Oh, how strong was that drink, Greg? It was pretty. It was a lot of different alcohols, and I don't drink much, so maybe, I don't know, maybe we didn't even see the movie. I just told him it had alcohol in it. It didn't have anything in it. <laughs> that, that weed wow, this coke is really strong. That, that I'm weed so I gave messed you up, dude. That was just pencil shavings. Yeah, you're lying. <laughs> yeah, no, that weed that was parsley. <laughs> uh, so that was the reanimator. I think I can feel it. I'm like so drunk on booze and stuff, man. <laughs> oh, uh, the. So I, I think I know the answer here to our usual question: Should they remake the reanimator, re reanimator, the re reanimator? Um. Uh, no. No, they should. They should not. You are correct. <laughs> they, I, they, I agree. They should not. The, I mean, the charm of that movie was the bad stop motion animation, and yeah, they, they don't do that anymore. No, no, and and getting remade, it would really lose something. And and I think it would even fall out of the one niche category that it's in right now, which is the the watch it with a friend, watch a bad movie night with a friend. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the- they would make it serious. The yeah. final installment in Reanimator actually came out in 2003. Oh, Jesus. It was called Beyond Reanimator. Um, <laughs> is it the third one, or was there more yeah, than three? It's the same actor. No, that's that's it. That's the last one. Okay. Uh, I'm guessing it's just Kane, because isn't the doctor dead? Isn't the little Weasley guy dead? Uh, it's got him on the cover. Maybe he, reanim- 
Maybe he well, reanimated all, himself. Maybe if you remember all of the reanimation juice, which was by the way squeezed out of lizards, which we somehow didn't talk about. Yeah. <laughs> weird iguana shit he just yeah he made the iguana have a heart attack and then cut out his stomach or whatever the hell that was yeah like to make what? this glowing stuff um maybe it all was in a vat and it spilled as the meg frankenstein was flailing about megenstein yeah so it's possible that he got crushed and then got the stuff washed over him and made him come back but I'm not going to see the next movie. So, we'll never know. Never say never. Yeah. So that was The Bride of the Reanimator. If we were completely wrong about The Reanimator, please write in and tell us how wrong we were. You can shame us. Let us know. Yeah. We like to know when we're wrong, because we like to play that little shame thing. Yeah. Shame. Shame. I like to hear it. All right, guys, so we're going to do a little something different this week. As you may know, I just got back from the United Kingdom on a very nice trip across the pond. And, guys, I'm going to give you five tips. To, but you're going to give us me ten uh, tips. You, you have ten tips here, so you're, it's going to be to give me ten. Okay. Five, ti- five times two. All right. Jimmy, I, had, Jimmy I thought was I had bre- to narrow it down, but I, I did write down ten. What Jimmy was, was brexiting. I was uh, right before, actually. Uh, yeah. Um, tenth times in the UK. Now, I'm going to give you uh, ten here, and, and this one I threw in because if you, uh, if you absolutely have to use the restroom while traveling across the country uh, via the underground, a.k.a. the tube, do uh, don't is use it, don't use the restrooms. Is it a railroad underground? Yeah. So it's yeah, it's it's, it's, it's an underground railroad. Mm. Uh, is everything covered in feces? It smelled like the worst cat litter. You Ew. oh man, it was it was pretty was it, bad. Was it like train spotting the toilet and train spotting? Yeah, I wanted to stick my head in it and go swimming. Uh, number nine. Uh, have a traditional uh, English tea, tea time. That doesn't just mean at noon sitting down and having a cup of tea. You have little sandwiches and little pastries and desserts and things like that. So definitely do that. Go through number eight is going to be walk through Harrods. Like the casino? No. It's it's a uh, department store, right? Yeah. Uh, Harrods, uh, you can afford nothing in there. Uh, Harrods, you can even buy property. It is ridiculous. It's the most expensive mall you'll ever go to. And just go through and laugh at how how expensive everything is. Uh, Number seven, have a traditional Sunday roast at a small pub. Now, I saw this on the list. Yes. And I looked it up today. Mm -hmm. It looked damn delicious. It's damn delicious. Now, I don't think any posted any pictures of my meal but we had a roast right down the street from stonehenge and i mean it could have been something right out of uh american werewolf this little little pub called bells uh or the bell inn it it was not the slaughtered lamb no it wasn't unfortunately that was like it was a really weird journey to get to the slaughtered lamb um it 
you have to like take a train and then a bus and then a you Uber have to and then get bitten by a werewolf. Exactly. Uh, definitely do that. Uh, number six, uh, have a stroll through Bromley. That is where David Bowie, Starman, grew up. Uh, spent most of his life as a child. Check out the little uh, plaques and and kind of walk where Ziggy Stardust uh, became Ziggy Stardust. Number five, if you were ever in Orpington, you need to check out Moe's Fish and Chips. You should get fish and chips there uh, anyway. They are certainly different and more delicious uh, over there than they are here for sure. If what makes were, them more delicious? Cause I've heard a lot of people say that. Night. There's like uh, just the way it's prepared. They prepare it with cocaine. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, at least where I went, they they prepare it right then and there. Um, wow. Even if you're you're you know uh, getting it to go, you have to wait. You have to wait for them to to cook it. The, there's something about the batter. It's different. It's thicker. It's hot. They use a larger piece of fish. They use uh, like uh, cod only from Norway. It's just it. Uh, maybe it just travels a shorter amount of time, so it's fresher. Um, it, it was different. It was delicious. Uh, yeah. So get fish and chips while you're there. If you ever are near the Tower of London, definitely go through a guided tour. Um, they tour guides i'm sure i would get slapped if i called them that but they are uh waters they are uh they live in the tower they work there they are uh people of military service who are still um in the queen's employ they were super funny and uh it would be an aimless walk around the tower without them Number three, do not drink water from the Thames. It is spelled Thames, but they call it the Thames. That is the large river running through London. It is dirty as shit. It's super, yeah. super effing dirty. Um, it, it just, the corpses from all of Jack the Ripper's I, murder victims are still floating in it. I wanted to just do it, to do and no. Uh, it has been a very bad idea. Familiar, familiarize yourself with the tube schedule well in advance. There was one point I lost my uh, now fiance um, for thank Yay! you, thank you Congratulations. for just a few seconds, and I was absolutely terrified. It is daunting. That's why he was going to drink from the Thames. He's like, "Well, time to end it all." Yep, that's <laughs> it. And number one, if you ever go to the UK and you travel using public transit. Don't fucking touch the handrails anywhere. I was so sick the third day. It wasn't until the end of the second day that I noticed my fiance wasn't touching any of the handrails. She kept her hands in her pockets the whole entire time. And it was a little too late for me to realize. So, uh, Greg, wear a hazmat suit, dude. Yeah, okay. Yeah, you're going to be jammed in. With a whole bunch of people hacking and coughing with all some sorts of weird stuff. So, if you guys ever go to the UK, check it out. Uh, let me know if you have any tips for traveling as well. Now, why have I been receiving phone calls from British men? Well, saying like that they saw my pork sword. Yeah, uh, like, that's because like, I left uh, uh, nude pictures with your phone number all over the uh, yep, restrooms yep. at the. Uh, 
the tube stations. And some dudes say, Jolly good show, I saw your tallywhacker. Yes. What, who is this? So, yeah. so it's your fault. Okay, mm-hmm. well, interesting. You're welcome. Yeah, well, me and uh, uh, Liam, he's going to yes. come over to, to hang out. <laughs> they, they do like the Disney. Yep, have fun. And uh, he said they he... They sure do. Oh, my God. He, I, I don't know what customs is like, because he said he's going to bring me something called a trouser snake. No, don't worry. He'll get through with that. Okay. Well, thank you, then. That was nice. uh, that was a, a, the gift that keeps on giving. I'm, I'm very excited about that. Yes, he will. Yeah. You would be. <laughs> so that was a modified... Give me five podcast. Give me five list. Yeah, give me ten, ten Jimmy's traveling in the UK. Give me Jimmy. ten Jimmy's. <laughs> Check out our Instagram at give me five pod for some really cool pictures I put, I took, and I'll uh, I'll post some here, some more here soon. Cool. Well, guys, as always. You can reach us on Twitter and Instagram at Give Me Five Pod. You can also check out Jimmy's cool, cool UK pics on our Instagram feed at Give Me Five Pod. You can email us directly, Give Me Five Podcast at Gmail dot com. What you aren't seeing, the reason Rob and I are laughing is because Greg simulated slashing his own throat with a pair of scissors. Yes. I, God, now I've lost track. <laughs> You're killing me. By killing yourself! Oh! Hey! Hey, oh! Get the back. Copernicus! Navigate yourself to the back, of the, back of the line and stand there with your shirt. All right. You can find us on Facebook by searching for the Give Me Five podcast. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Give Me Five Pod, or you can email us directly, Give Me Five Podcast at gmail.com. And guys, yeah. As always, please leave us a review on iTunes or whatever podcast app you're using. In fact, I saw that we are going to be coming up on Pandora soon. Is that correct? We are going to when Pandora launches their podcast search service, which is very soon. We are going to be one of the first podcasts on there. Um, I actually filled out the information today. It's kind of interesting because they do it just like the Pandora Music, where you say mm-hmm. what type of podcast you are and. Who are your fans? I started typing out who our fans are, and you people should be ashamed of yourself. <laughs> like, but people that like us. Wow, their people have problems. Yeah. No, I, I, it was, I kind of filled out the form today, and whenever Pandora podcast goes live, we'll be available there. And if you, you know, we'll, we'll be linked to other podcasts, and other podcasts will be linked to us. It would be kind of cool. And I still find it funny that on on the cast box thing they list the life of Solomon as something that you might be interested <laughs> in if you if you listen to our podcast. I was like, what? Yeah, there's a few of those things where it's like, if you like feminist issues, you should listen to the Give Me Five podcast. <laughs> yes, we've never talked about that. Okay. So please leave us a review. It helps other people find us. We also have a store. You can get all of your sweet branded Give Me Five Podcast merchandise at GiveMeFivePodcast.threadless.com. Yeah, and recently, guys, we have come up with some really cool ideas for some merch. And uh, Greg has finally got the G.I. Joe-inspired Give Me Five logo oh, up there. shit, is it up? I'm going to have to go buy one. Yeah, so stickers. There's, there's even. Uh, a, I even made a skateboard deck for that one. Ooh, I might have to get 
Oh, man. Just do as we... quickly as I think about skateboarding again, I realize how much that hurts. Do we have magnets? Is magnets a thing? Yeah, ma- car magnets and regular magnets, yeah. There's a bunch of them. Shit. Yeah, so yeah. check it out. I even had some fun with the explosion from the G.I. Joe packaging. Mm-hmm. The one that used to be behind the action figure. Wait, was that your explosion from the give me from the G.I. Joe packaging? Yes. I'm not going to go to that website. Uh, we also have some... We're, we've been tossing around some pretty cool ideas, so keep an eye on that for updates here soon. And last but not least, next week, or very soon, we are going to finally interview Joe Ballerini. Yes. Uh, there's some things that got in the way of it. Namely some scheduling me conflicts. Being, me being busy as shit. Uh, so I, it was my fault. I had to kind of cancel for our recording last week. So he is going to come on. We are going to talk about his latest book, which is book three of the Babysitter's Guide to Monster Hunting. It is uh, was it Return to Mo- or something to Monster Island? Mission to Monster Island. Mis- there you go. Mission to Monster yes. Island. I'm bad at that. Uh, also, the Netflix show based on that book, as well as we are all going to watch Monster Squad. Hell yeah! So look for that. Probably episode 105. As long as I don't screw it up again. The fuck Thanks is for this, listening, guys. What is this holocast TNT plunger and montage silver? <laughs> Sorry. Jimmy, say your thing. Good morning, good afternoon, and good night.